Such was the way in which Mary Baker Eddy became the founder and high priestess of a new religion, Christian Science, the only great religious faith ever established by a woman, a religion that has encircled the globe. You are probably saying to yourself by now, this man Carnegie is proselytizing for Christian science. No, you're wrong. I am not a Christian scientist, but the longer I live, the more deeply I am convinced of the tremendous power of thought. As a result of many years spent in teaching adults, I know men and women can banish worry, fear, and various kinds of illnesses and can transform their lives by changing their thoughts. I know. I know. I know. I have seen such incredible transformations performed hundreds of times. I have seen them so often that I no longer wonder at them. For example, one of these incredible transformations which illustrate the power of thought happened to one of my students. He had a nervous breakdown. What brought it on? Worry. This student told me, I worried about everything. I worried because I was too thin, because I thought I was losing my hair, because I feared I would never make enough money to get married, because I felt I would never make a good father, because I feared I was losing the girl I wanted to marry, because I felt I wasn't living a good life. I worried about the impression I was making on other people. I was... Worried because I thought I had stomach ulcers. I could no longer work. I gave up my job. I built up tension inside me until I was like a boiler without a safety valve. The pressure got so unbearable that something had to give. And it did. If you have ever had a nervous breakdown, pray God that you never do. For no pain of the body can exceed the excruciating pain of an agonized mind. My breakdown was so severe that I couldn't talk even to my own family. I had no control over my thoughts. I was filled with fear. I would jump at the slightest noise. I avoided everybody. I would break out crying for no apparent reason at all. Every day was one of agony. I felt that I was deserted by everybody, even God. I was tempted to jump into the river and end it all. I decided to take a trip to Florida instead, hoping that a change of scene would help me. As I stepped on the train, my father handed me a letter and told me not to open it until I reached Florida. I landed in Florida during the height of the tourist season. Since I couldn't get in the hotel, I rented a sleeping room in a garage. I tried to get a job on a tram freighter out of Miami, but I had no luck, so I spent my time at the beach. I was more wretched in Florida than I had been at home, so I opened the envelope to see what Dad had written. His note said, Son, you are 1,500 miles from home, and you don't feel any different, do you? I knew you wouldn't, because you took with you the one thing that is the cause of all your trouble. That is, yourself. There is nothing wrong with either your body or your mind. It is not the situations you have met that have thrown you. It is what you think of these situations. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. When you realize that, son, come home, for you will be cured. Dad's letter made me angry. I was looking for sympathy, not instruction. I was so mad that I decided then and there that I would never go home. That night, as I was walking down one of the side streets of Miami, I came to a church where services were going on. Having no place to go, I drifted in and listened to a sermon on the text. He who conquers his spirit is mightier than he who taketh a city. Sitting in the sanctity of the house of God and hearing the same thoughts that my dad had written in his letter, all this swept the accumulated litter out of my brain. 
I was able to think clearly and sensibly for the first time in my life. I realized what a fool I had been. I was shocked to see myself in my true light. Here I was, wanting to change the whole world and everyone in it, when the only thing that needed changing was the focus of the lens of the camera, which was my mind. The next morning, I packed and started home. A week later, I was back on the job. Four months later, I married the girl I had been afraid of losing. We now have a happy family of five children. God has been good to me both materially and mentally. At the time of the breakdown, I was a night foreman of a small department handling 18 people. I am now superintendent of carton manufacturer in charge of over 450 people. Life is much fuller and friendlier. I believe I appreciate the true values of life now. The moments of uneasiness try to creep in, as they will in everyone's life. I tell myself to get that camera back in focus and everything is okay. I can honestly say that I'm glad I had the breakdown because I found out the hard way that what power our thoughts can have over our mind and our body. Now I can make my thoughts work for me instead of against me. I can see now that Dad was right when he said it wasn't outward situations that had caused all my suffering, but what I thought of those situations. And as soon as I realized that, I was cured and stayed cured. Such was the experience of this student. I am deeply convinced that our peace of mind and the joy we get out of living depends not on where we are or what we have or who we are, but solely upon our mental attitude. Outward conditions have very little to do with it. 